Holy oh. shit. What? I guess... Uh, James Davies just posted a picture of all the Dino Charge guys just eating steak, except for Brennan, who's eating a salad. Yeah, because I think he's a vegetarian. He wasn't doing red meat. He doesn't eat red meat. All or that, yeah. <laughs> so it's just like... Steak, James, steak, steak, salad. James has a steak. Ruben has a steak. Davi has a steak. Uh, that looks to be like, I believe that's, uh, what's his face? Uh, Heckle's actor. Ah, uh, okay. Ryan. And then we have uh, Blake, Michael, Yoshi. They all have steaks. And then Brennan with a salad. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Salads! So you're recording? Uh, yeah, I've been recording. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a minute about me talking about salads. Yep. Okay. I'm going to start in three, two, one. everybody, and welcome to a belated episode 24 of the Geekishly Toku Podcast. Um, things happen, work happens, D&D happens, life. Life happens. And it Not gets... just the cereal, but like actual life. I've or never... even the game of life. I've never had life the cereal, but I've played life the game. Interesting. Yeah. Um, so we're... There's some news we may have missed. Um, there's a lot we don't talk about because you know either I don't care or he doesn't care, and we just don't talk about it. Or it just goes completely under the radar. Yeah, that too. And we just 100% miss it. Yep. Or it happens after we record the segment, which has happened on yeah. many occasions. Yep. And. Just so you know, there's going to be background noise. You hear a, like a burring sound in the back. That's my AC. And no, it's not getting turned off because it's hot. And I'm in a room with no insulation, which means it gets even hotter. I have my fan on in the background, so there might be a low hum. All I hear is the computer fan. But that's or fine. That. I, don't I don't care know. if I hear it. Yeah. Um, so we're going to jump into the news and things. Also... As a side note, we will be discussing Civil War this week, at least more than we did last time, because I have seen it through, quote-unquote, unconventional means. But we're going to... He's a time traveler, yeah. by the way. That, that's just what we're getting at. Yep. Uh, and door slamming. That's always fun. And door slamming. Yep, that's always fun. Yeah. Um, we're going to talk about something that is kind of precedented in online fan films because this has never happened before um Justin Lin convinces CBS and Paramount to drop the Axanar suit against the fan film you know Star Trek Axanar um it was a fan film uh created it was a little while ago too it's been out for a bit I think um I have no idea I just then, thought this was an interesting piece of news. Oh yeah, I, because th I, I think I've seen it. 
Um, cause like I said, I think it's been out, but Star uh, Paramount has been pretty much hell and high water trying to get rid of it and trying to all pretty much sue them for it too, because they used the name Star Trek, and it wasn't until uh, was it was it J J Abrams? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, J J. Yeah, J.J. Abrams and Justin Lin talked about it, and they went to CBS and Paramount and said, hey, don't get rid of it. I don't see the point. Adam yeah. Savage was apparently there, too. Oh, yeah. It's, well, this is just for the Star Trek Beyond. So that's why Adam Savage is there. Oh, uh, okay. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, it's it's huge. Uh, is it over the course of several crowd funding campaigns they made $638,000 um yeah to, to make the film which is oh it's still in production okay so that is not the one I saw I saw another one okay I've corrected myself um but yeah so CBS yeah last December CBS and Paramount decided that the film was enough of an infringement on their rights that a lawsuit was in order and we've been in a bit of back and forth ever since. And it wasn't until just recently that, again, Justin Lin, J.J. Abrams went to CBS and Paramount and said, Why? And CBS and Paramount couldn't apparently come up with a, you know, a, a proper... legitimate reason. A legitimate reason and said, okay. The reasoning being because we said so? Yeah. It's like... You know, we're, we're mad. You use the name. We don't like you use name, so we sue. We get money back. And Apparently CBS and Paramount are cavemen. Yep. I, I think a lot of corporations as cavemen. That they, they have all of this pride and some other caveman comes into their territory. Ugh, you in here. We kill. We get rid of. We cease to assist you. Ugh. <laughs> That's essentially what... Essentially, what it is is they try to, like, use their own ego to push down other people from actually being creative. Nobody cares about art. Nobody cares about people, you know, doing covers of music. But as soon as you start using everything for a physical aspect, or not physical, a physical thing. Yeah, like a, like a, you try to do you know a small like vlog thing on YouTube. You try to you try to make a fan film. You try to do anything like that. And try to make what, money. Well, no, not even that. Like you can create art based around Star Trek and sell it at conventions. They don't give a damn. As soon as it's in the physical aspect of live action things, that's when they care. And I want to say it's because they're jealous and envious is not the word I was thinking of. Territorial. It's, it's sort of like they're afraid that a fan film might be better than the actual live action movie. Which in some cases has happened. Oh yeah. Like I won't lie, the Zordon one which was based off the Five Teenagers with Attitude or whatever, was a better film than the 1990 movie. And which I'm really 
I'm really bummed that Teenagers with Attitude 2 isn't going to happen. Oh, it's not going to happen? No, they didn't reach the crowdfunding goal, so Cisco moved on. To be fair, I'm not surprised. I think even he said himself on the Ranger Command Power Hour that he didn't think it was going to. No, no. He didn't have high hopes for it. He's like, if it happens, it happens. If it doesn't, I'm moving on to other projects. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's pretty much all about this story. CBS and Paramount have backed off. Um, And like I said, it sends a precedence because you don't know what's going to happen now. There are a lot of fan, fan things that happen, and if this does end up just going away it's it's gonna make people rethink suing fan films you know you shouldn't be saying oh they're making something based on something that we have we have to put that out now it's like why if they love your franchise that much to actually spend thousands of dollars and thousands of hours making something dedicated to that world why would you shut that down that is dumb. It is like one of the main things you should think of when making a product. Is that if someone tries to make something else that looks like it, clearly you're doing something right. If they just try to steal your idea, that's when you step in. Yeah. You know, it's sort of like if Wizards of the Coast just said, We made D&D for ourselves, nobody else can play Dungeons & Dragons at all because everything is ours. No, you can't do that. Because everything is open world and you can do whatever the hell you want with it. Yeah, no, it it's definitely going to change how companies look at these fan things in general, like fan films, fan shows, whatever. Yep. Now, let's see. So, Sony still has the rights to Spider-Man. And I suck at segues, by the way. If you couldn't tell. Um, and uh, they ha- they still have plans for an animated Spider-Man movie. But nobody knew which one it was. A lot of people were thinking, oh, it's going to be, you know, Peter Parker or... Miles Morales. Well, it's Miles Morales. Uh, according to our good old friends over at Heroic Hollywood, yeah. uh, Sony's animated Spider-Man film will be, well, supposedly, reportedly, be about Miles Morales, the half-black, half-Puerto Rican Spider-Man, after Peter Parker died in the comics. Did he die in the comics of old age, or did he, like, get killed by someone? I don't remember. It's Ultimate Spider-Man, so... Let's do some digging. (laughs) Dead air, dead air, dead air. Uh, Oh. Yeah, he was... He was killed by Green Goblin. Ah. After uh, he, after Green Goblin escaped uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. custody in issue 160 of Ultimate Spider-Man. Huh. Yeah. 
So, I guess every superhero dies at some point. Well, and then ultimately comes back. Oh yeah. Unless you're a Negasonic Teenage Warhead who died in her first outing in one of the X-Men comics and then hasn't been back until fairly recently. I have because no of idea. the dead She's the buzzed hair girl from uh Deadpool. Ah, okay. Yeah. Got ya. So Yeah. So this animated feature will be set to debut in 2018, about a year and a half after uh, Spider-Man Homecoming. So I'm actually looking forward to that because the only time we've seen Miles Morales Spider-Man has been in within the last two seasons of Disney XD's Ultimate Spider-Man, where it introduced the Spider-Verse. And literally every Spider-Man known to man fell out of that wormhole. Yeah, I can't, is that on Netflix? Season 3? Uh, I think so. Seasons 1 through 3 are on Netflix right now. Season 4 is currently on a hiatus. Again. Okay, and that all happened with all the other Spideys in Season 3? Yeah. Okay, I've been kind of meaning to watch that. And if it's on there, I'll look. Well... I'm I'm getting there. I I haven't I need to binge through all of season one and season two, and season three to write up my reviews. For I'm I'm probably just gonna go straight to season three. Oh, uh, well. <laughs> I ju- gonna... I just care about like the ultimate team upping of things. I don't really. I yeah. know I know Spider Man. I know a lot of the villains. I know what happens. I just want to see the gigantic team up that is all the Spider Man. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. And let's see, we've got more cast for Thor Ragnarok, the third Thor film, which will supposedly involve the Hulk. So, uh, Kate Blanchett has been has officially joined the cast as Hela, which is a mysterious and powerful villain. We're actually getting a female villain. Um, let's see. We've got Tessa Thompson as uh, Valkyrie, the Asgardian Valkyrie. And for those of you who don't know, Valkyrie, she's the one who, like, in Norse mythology, is the one that brings the dead soldiers, the dead warriors to uh, Valhalla. So if you played the game Too Human, you might have seen her a lot. Because you die a lot. So essentially she's the Grim Reaper of this, this like, except she's not scary. Yeah, and she apparently has likes skin tight clothing and tops that really show off her boobs. Are you looking at pictures of Valkyrie or? No, it's Hela. Though that's Hela. Yeah, no, Hela definitely. She's evil, so she has to be kind of scantily clad. Yeah, and then the final two pieces of casting for this is. Jeff Goldblum and Carl Urban. Yep. Goldblum will be playing Grandmaster, so one of the oldest beings alive and an elder of the universe. And Urban will be playing Scourge, also known as Executioner. So, he acted 
the executioner acted as both friend and foe of Thor, uh, depending on if Enchantress is in the movie. If Enchantress is in the movie, then executioner will be with her, and if not, he'll be with Thor. I guess. Either that, or instead of Enchantress, he'll be with Hela. Granted, it might get confusing because there's an Enchantress in the Suicide Squad movie. Oh, for the love of God, shut up. <laughs> but, yeah, so Kate Blanchett and the rest will be, will join Tom Hiddleston as Loki, Idris Elba as Heimdall, and, uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins as Odin, and Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk. Yep. So look forward to that. November 2017. And we, we still don't know why Hulk is going to be in it. No, we, we won't know. <laughs> Alright, so let's see, what am I up to now? Okay. Of course, I love titling certain things like this. Uh, I titled this Psylocke Wants the D, Edpool, in the X-Force <laughs> movie. Um, so... Olivia Munn, who played Psylocke in X-Men Apocalypse, has gone on record and said she wants to work with Ryan Reynolds in an X-Force movie. Like, she wants... It would be awesome. Can I Can I just point out something? Huh? This article is way too damn long for what this is. This is another case of a semi-famous actor or actress playing a kind of predominant character in a comic movie going I really want to be in this movie with this other comic person that's all this is mm -hmm. and this article has four par no, yeah four paragraphs four paragraphs why well you have to elaborate on who the character is and where the character first teamed up with this character this is comic book resources I don't know who I don't know who she is. I don't know who Psylocke is, but if you've read comics and you've paid attention to comics for years, you know who Psylocke is. You don't have to go. Who is this character? <laughs> I'm just saying it's it's really dumb. Like it's essentially, you know, Olivia Munn wants to be wants to be in movie with Deadpool. That's it. That's all you got to know. You don't need to know who she is. You don't need to know what she says. That's all you need to know. It's not even article worthy, and honestly, it's again, it's just another stretch of of an actor trying to get into another movie that they think will make a lot of money from it. Yeah, and um, seeing as Deadpool technically exists in the same canon as the X Men movies, uh, it is entirely possible because they were teammates in an X Force comic, and. This is a very... I, I just actually read this. She actually passed up on playing the role of Vanessa, the uh, lover, the love interest of uh, Wade Wilson in the movie, who ends up becoming copycat in the comics. But, uh, and so she eventually uh, became Psylocke because of that. And then there's the Instagram video of a sword fight between her and Reynolds, which is hilarious. Because it's like, she's doing all this badass sword move, and all that. like, And then you just see Ryan Reynolds with a blow-up, like, with a balloon sword, and he just bops her on the head. 
I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I like Ryan Reynolds. I haven't seen Deadpool. I've been kind of <laughs> meaning to, but I keep forgetting. Um, but like, I'm just watching this video over and over again. Are, are they are they in a relationship? No. Okay, I thought they were for some reason. Um, no, no. Olivia well, I Munn, mean, I believe, is married. Oh. I mean, is it possible? Yes, but I I don't know. I just. I, I don't like it when actors come out and do that. I played this character in a comic movie. I have a friend who also played a character in a comic movie. Let's make the movies all one movie and have fun with it. And it's like, as a fan, sure, okay, fine, have at it. As a corporation, that's where you have the problems. Yeah. And let's see. In X-Men news as well. Let's see. We've got Legion, the FX show based on one of the X-Men or Charles Xavier's son, I believe. Is it Charles Xavier's son? Yeah. Um, It's been picked up to series. It's going to do an eight-episode run in early 2017. Can I I also point out this article is also in... Extremely too long. Yeah, <laughs> like this, like this is ridiculous. It's like a short story. Well, that's why I just got to, to the the quick, easy stuff, which is in the second paragraph. This is this is why I could never be a writer. Like I would write a one paragraph thing and be like, "Hey, look, it's a thing with this guy going to do this. Have fun with it." And they're like, oh, well, we also have to talk about what this, what the main actor did, what other shows he played in, the other people he's talked to, the last shit he took last week. Yeah. And no. It's like, we don't need to know any of this. Well, there's some people out there who do, and that's why you cater to the lowest common denominator when it comes to writing articles, sadly. <laughs> Yeah, I've had to write some excruciatingly long articles before, and um, like half the time when I'm writing this, I'm messaging my editor at the same time and going, why does it need to be this long when I can get straight to the point? He's like, because some people might not know this stuff, and you appeal to the lowest common denominator. I'm like, alright, fine. Well, see, again, that's why why I hate essays, I hated essays in school. Because they give you a one-sentence thing, and then you have to write a three-page paper on it. I'm no, like, no, no. It's even worse. I had a single sentence and had to write a ten-page paper on it. Also why I hate college. <laughs> <laughs> this like, is why I'm we not have... a visual communications person. So, this is why, you know, it's like, with, with that whole thing, it's like, we have to know you know what you're talking about. And I'm like, why can't I just tell you? Why can't I read things, write down notes, and then give you a speech for, like, f- you know, for ten minutes? I can do that a hell of a lot better than I could writing a damn essay that's going to take me three weeks to make. But, oh, you want it out in three days? Really? Guess I'm not sleeping. Yeah, again, that's it's, uh, I just that's a whole different subject. I don't want to go in on that one. Yeah. And... Uh... Speaking of discussions, <laughs> so 
last night, I was thinking, I wanted to watch something, but I didn't know what I wanted to watch. And then Civil War popped into my head. And I was like, well, let's see. So I looked. I found one. Yes, I did it illegally because money. And then I watched it. I started talking with Sean about it on Skype, and he's like, well, why not just write down some of the things? And I'm like, okay. 58 things later, I finished the movie. (laughs) I don't Uh, regret any of it. Yeah. And, okay, I I just kind of want to go down the list of things. Like, we don't have to do the synopsis, because if you've seen the movie, you've, you've seen it. Um... So, first, I'm on the fence as far as what side to be on because both sides have gaping holes in their reasonings. And I'll get to that later. Um, I actually explained more. Um, Peggy's death was very underwhelming. You know, uh, Rogers is just kind of standing there and it says she's gone, something else. And that's it. And then cut to funeral. And then, oh, by the way, Sharon Carter is, in fact, Peggy Carter's niece. Okay. Um, Black Panther origin story is kind of cool, even though his father died. Well, his father always dies. In well, any, yeah, I know. Any sort of origin story. This is just a different take on it, which it's not being beaten up by some gorilla dude. Yeah. Instead, it's being blown up by... Well, essentially some D-bag later on in the movie. Yep. Who can steal faces. Um, chase in, chase, the chase in the tunnel had me swaying to Iron Man's side. Because it was just, they didn't give a shit about anybody. You know, Rogers is in the, you know, he takes, he makes the uh, one SUV crash into him he pulls the guy out breaks the windshield, kicks the windshield out, gets in and starts driving running into cars, trying to get Black Panther off the back, it's like you're destroying shit all for what? To get Bucky? Really? No reasoning at all, and I just ugh Uh, Vision, witch relationship, creepy among a lot of things. I mean, the thing about that is, it is a comic book canon relationship. Well, I know. I and know it, it is. it did create probably one of the biggest X-Men storylines out there. The House of M. Because Scarlet Witch's abilities in the comic books differ than from what she has in, on screen. She's able to basically bend reality to her whim. Huh. And she... In order to have kids with vision, she sort of reset the entire universe to where no more mutants could be born. Wow. If you're a mutant, you're you're still a mutant, but no more mutant genes will be activated, so to speak. Wow. But yeah, it, it was crazy. Um, next thing... Again, really starting to... <laughs> yeah, I put in caps. Really starting to agree with Tony. Um, Pepper not being there, not that big a deal. She's busy running an entire company. Yeah. 
She runs all of Stark Industries now. Tony was like, uh, here you go, Pepper. You take care of the company. Like yep. Ray did to Felicity in Arrow. Yep. Um, Is that, like, such a hard concept, people? Tony's reasoning is guilt and only guilt. Um, Even though we find out later that she was just planted there to make him sign the accords. Did, I don't think they actually said that. They did. Did they? Mm-hmm. I must have missed that completely. Because it was all part of Zemo's little plan. Zemos was the one who sort of orchestrated everything. Well, I knew that, but I didn't I, I didn't catch the part where she was planted there. Okay, well he sort of it's an offhand mention as he's going through each of the steps to like get them to turn against each other. Yeah. Um Captain is too much of a quote unquote goody goody. Never tried to look at reasoning. Um, I understand that Tony is playing politics, but it kind of needs to be... It kind of needs to be happen. Yeah, you can tell I did this at like 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know, I was still up at 3 a.m. this morning. Well, 3 a.m. for you. Yeah. 3 a.m. for you is 6 a.m. for me. I was long sleeping at that point. Um, took too long to see the German guy at the CIA place. Loving Black Panther, so awesome. Oh yeah, he was one of he was one of the best moments of the film. Yeah. Uh Bucky's Bucky's origin is like Natasha's. Yeah, that's done on purpose. Yep. Um Peter's Par Peter Parker's entrance is badass. That was <laughs> yeah. I don't mean Spider Man, I mean Peter Parker. Yeah. And that whole like storyline with Aunt May mm -hmm. and stuff. Um Definitely like the new Spider-Man. Yep, new intro for Spidey, for Spidey is great. Um, love Hawkeye, but his entrance was lackluster. And it was just really dumb. Um, so much guilt is ruining any rational thoughts either side has. Mm -hmm. St Steve kisses Sharon. That's weird. Because... Yeah. You've now made out with both the aunt and the niece. Yep. I hope you feel happy for yourself. <laughs> and then, of course, Ant-Man's entrance, which was great. I saw that in a, a clip they had on the internet. Um, oh, yeah. And I'm not going to lie. Here comes the big disappointment. <laughs> Airport time. Hopefully this is epic. <laughs> it was not. Uh <laughs> CG on Tony's head in the suit is bad. Really bad. Because you could, like, see, like, the head wasn't completely still. It was, like, shifting a little. Um, the battle of emotion, Tony versus logic, Steve. Uh, snarky, snide, snarky Spidey is here, bitches. <laughs> that whole fight with Spider-Man was just great. Him catching Winter Soldier's hands going, Oh, you have a metal arm? Cool. Yeah. Uh, played 18, shot 18, hard to miss. Love Hawkeye. Uh, what do we do, Cap? We fight. Uh-huh. This'll go well. <laughs> um, 
We're still friends, right? What is even happening here? Like, it was the fight between uh, Hawkeye yeah. and Natasha. And, like, she's like, we're still friends, right? Oh, no, Hawkeye's like, we're still friends, right? And she's just like, yeah. And I'm like, then what is happening? Why are you fighting? If you're still friends, just stand up and go, I want nothing to do with this. I'm walking away. Well, you'll see. It. Well, yeah. Like, and this fight is dumb and unneeded. It's lasting too long. Uh, how has the CIA not found anything out about the German guy? Uh, Hawkeye's bow staff thing was great. That was hilarious. He just had the bow and he kind of like did his little like lurch forward thing with his hand and it went from a bow to like to like a quarter staff. That was awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, Natasha turning makes this even dumber. <laughs> yep. When she like stopped Black Panther from getting the the plane with uh, Steve and Bucky getting away, yeah. Um, Star Wars reference was amazing with uh, Spider Man. Yeah. It's like remember in a, remember that old movie Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh look, damage on both sides. I think that was because they were both just dismembering. The, the airport yep. just pulling off wings of air of uh, airplanes and throwing each other into airplanes and shit like that um, giant man obviously you forgot to mention him other than the Empire Strikes Back reference yeah uh, what do you think of that? of what? giant man oh yeah giant man giant man yeah that was pretty good um Rhodes becomes paralyzed. That's not interesting. Like, he's a side character. It's not really that big a deal. Okay, this this is this is where it really starts going downhill for me. Tony finds out that the fake Barnes doesn't change the way he thinks at all. At all. Okay. Um human beings being frozen for how many years uh now Tony cares about things good timing (laughs) Tony leaves without telling Ross think he'll be followed or marked question mark um okay that that way he put on the suit was great it was pretty awesome he just kind of presses a button on like the the armrest and it just all kind of forms on him from there. That was awesome. Um Oh, he was followed. Dot 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 not by who I thought. Dot dot dot. He was followed by Black Panther. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I like this one. Bucky likes redheads. Can't be all bad, eh? <laughs> uh yeah. And then here's Tony as he pries open the metal door. Yep. Uh, Tony sides with Steve while Panther watches. Uh, oh shit, Bucky killed Tony's parents. Uh, as usual, emotion outranks logic in this case, typical. Yeah. Tony knows Bucky wasn't himself when he killed his parents but still reacted as though it was him in his own mind, kind of the epitome of this movie so far. 
seriously getting bored with the I use my emotions fuck logic stuff going on here. I'll be honest, Tony deserves all he is getting from Cap and Bucky. Yep. And this is my moral of this movie. True villain of this movie is hands down Tony. He caused all of the problems. Because without Tony, there wouldn't have been the Accord. And without his influence, nothing else would have happened. If he didn't start the Accords, everything would have been peachy. So that's why I think Tony is actually the villain of this movie. Interesting. Interesting. And honestly, he kind of has been since the first Avengers movie. Thank you, Tanker. Gotta love that. Um, I wouldn't say he's necessarily the villain, but I would say he's more of an an antagonistic factor. Yeah, he's an instigator. And that doesn't necessarily make him a villain, because Zemo is still, hands down, the worst human being on the face of the planet. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say no to that. That is until Red Skull magically reappears again at some point in time. Because, um, from what I found out, the Tesseract didn't exactly vaporize him, more so he might have just been pushed into another realm of the universe. Ah. Uh. Um, Zemo is nothing but a jaded prick. Wow, what a waste. Um, he's my friend. So was I. Yeah, until you went ape shit for no fucking reason other than your own ego and irrational thinking. Yeah. So, civil war between the teams is done, but it's not over between Tony and Steve. Road is the Marvel's version of Felicity. Stanley, you know there's no chip in his back to oh, magically yeah. make everything better? Oh, yeah. Ro, uh, just said that. Stan Lee cameo as a FedEx driver. Why? How? He's how fucking old? <laughs> I just love the cameos, okay? His cameos are just priceless. Um, so Cap and Squad are still Avengers, but the surprise team? Bucky goes back under. Okay. Now I know why Chris Evans will be in the Black Panther movie. Cool end credit scene with Spider-Man. Can't wait for the movie. That's my notes. So what I've taken away from this movie... A. Nobody in this movie can think rationally. Everybody does everything based on emotion. They never think clearly. And B. Tony should have nothing to do with the Avengers or anything like that ever again. Because every time he's involved, everything goes to shit. He made Ultron against everybody else's wishes. Shit went down. He got guilt-tripped by one woman, made the Accords, all shit went down. You see where I'm going with this? (laughs) Everything is Tony. He cannot get rid of his pride, he can't get rid of his ego, and he will never ever think clearly. And as much as I liked the first three Iron Man movies, I would not be upset if we did not get another Iron Man movie. We're probably going to get a fourth one. Unfortunately. break it to you. If we get one, and it's him passing the torch to somebody else, I'm fine with that. But if it's just him, no. 
I don't want it anymore. Because they're they're making his character to be borderline psychotic because he doesn't again, he doesn't do anything rationally. And yeah. honestly, I liked Iron Man. I liked Tony Stark, but they've ruined this character. And even if it's based off the comics, that's fine. It just means I don't like the character. I don't like the way it's going. And when it comes down to, am I Team Cap or am I Team Iron Man? I'm Team Neither. They can both go fuck themselves, for all I care. They both have huge gaping holes in both of their plans. And both of them are the two opposite spectrums. It's essentially... We're going to tell you what to do, and if you don't do what we're going to tell you, then you're going to die. The other one is, we're going to do what we want, we don't care what you say, and if you go against us, we're going to kill you. And it's like, really? This whole movie was a train wreck in more than one way. And it's sad, because I like the first Avengers movie. Ultron was bad. This one is bad. I'm probably not going to be watching this one again. And if I had to rate it, a la source-fed nerd, I'd probably give it, at most, a 5 out of 10. Because it was just disappointing. Spider-Man, Black Panther stole the movie. Everything else was just crap. Yeah, Black Panther, Spider-Man, and Ant-Man for me. Yeah. The ads. The people who didn't get the spotlight, really. I mean, kind of, Black Panther kind of did. But pretty much the the non-main focuses of this movie were the best part of it. Mm-hmm. And that's my synopsis on Civil War. Yeah, and to go off of what you said about their plans, like, either one wouldn't work on its own, but a combination of the two would. Yeah, again, it's the two extremes. And Like neither... politics. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, that is, that's perfect. You have there the you hard, go. hardcore conservatives and hardcore liberals. It won't work one way you have to have a combination of the two having restrictions but still letting people do what they want mm-hmm. and they better go like I, I still say Marvel movies are better than DC movies but they better go up from here because I, I'm honestly glad I didn't pay money to see this movie because I would have wanted a refund after that Okay. I had fun watching it, so that that's my take on it. It was just fun for me. It had fun parts, I will admit to that, but the main perspective of the movie was bad. I don't like the way it was done. And I, again, that's my opinion. Yep. Alrighty, so with that... Shall we move to other movie news that isn't as important? Okay. Um, so Kingsman 2 has uh, Jeff Bridges now in it. That's all I wanted to say on that. So they've got the dude. And uh, Fox moves two untitled Marvel movies that they have because they can. I guess. Now, when you say moves, do you mean moves f- 
like forward, moved back. Backwards. Okay. Push back, push back. And then we've got shows that were canceled that make me unhappy. Mainly just one right now. Because CBS canceled probably what was the best show that they've had in a long time in their lineup. And that would be Limitless. This past year was the year that we got a bunch of movie adaptate adapted into TV shows. A bunch of movies adapted into TV shows. Limitless, Minority Report, Rush Hour, etc. All three of them have been cancelled. The three that I've just mentioned. Only one of them stood a chance to be renewed, but still got cancelled. It had amazing ratings. It, and by amazing I mean amazing in the Tuesday 10 o'clock hour ratings. Like, it worked in its time slot. And probably, if it were still around, would probably kick Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s ass on Tuesday nights. Because Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. got moved to 10pm for next season. But CBS literally dropped the ball this season. Because even though CW it has Supergirl, essentially CBS cancelled Supergirl. Yep. And CW said, well, if you're going to cancel it, we'll take it then. And that has happened on occasion, where shows have changed entire networks yep. after being canceled. Like, I just want CW to be the superhero show so they can bring back Constantine, too. Seriously? It just really bugs me that good shows get canceled all the time in favor of Let's renew NCIS for two more seasons. Yep. Let's renew CSI for two more seasons. Well, CSI Cyber got canned, so there is we're going to be going into a year, a season, without a CSI show. Wow. That probably hasn't been a thing since the early 90s. Since before the show started. Yeah. Because we've had CSI proper, CSI Miami, CSI New York, and then CSI New York and Miami ended. CSI Cyber began right before CSI Vanilla ended. Yep. And then CSI Cyber ended this year. And nobody is going to shed a tear for it. Nope. So, yeah. They speaking dropped of the ball. Sh- speaking of shedding a few tears, eh? No? We've got the news piece first, though. Yes, it's true. <laughs> so, what comes to as no surprise... Actually, it's a surprise to me. I did. I totally saw this coming. Because of what happened? Theoretically, I, three different things could happen. Well, because of what happened, I didn't think he was. <laughs> so... Tom Cavanaugh will be returning as a series regular for season three. But will he be returning as Eobard Harrison Wells? Will he be returning as Earth 2 Harrison Wells? Will he be returning as Earth 1 normal Harrison Wells? No one knows. Yep. All I, all I know is I like Tom Cavanaugh. He so I am totally done a on, tremendous job. I'm totally on board with him being there. He is good as the I'm gonna kill you in the end, villain. He is good as the 
I'm here to actually help you, good guy type person. And he's just a really great actor, so for him to come back next season is great. He's essentially played three different characters in the show, all under the same name. True. And I am excited to see where this comes out. Yep. Also, look at the length of this article. I know. Actually, no, I'm okay with this. Yeah. This is a good article. It's three paragraphs, but uh, you know, it's just like, he'll come back. This is what he's done over the past two seasons. This is what we think he might do. And that's it. That's literally it. It's not. It's got nothing to do with... You know, talking about how oh well, it's got you know, CW has these other shows and they're kind of the predominant thing and super hit. It's like no, there's none of that crap. It talks about the character, what he did, what he might do. That's it. That's all you need to know. And mind you, this article was was written by one of the assistant editors as well. Which, so actually, yeah, that's good then. Yeah. And I should have mentioned this earlier, but. I don't feel like I should about the whole Captain America saying Hail Hydra incident. I really don't care. It's a comic thing. It's a yeah. comic thing. I don't read comics. While I agree that some of the outrage is kind of warranted, I don't agree that all of it is. Because... Especially the death threats to the writers. Come oh, on, well, guys. Death Come threats on. are... Not, I mean, you get you see people do stupid death threat bullshit to, about anything. About anything. Yeah, but it's still not cool. She wore a dress after this certain date. Let's all threaten to kill her. Okay? Like, it's... The internet's a fucked up place. Yeah, it's still it's still just not nice. That's all I'm trying to say. Wait a minute, is that what I think... Oh, damn it, it's $22.50. Never mind. <laughs> that was random. Ugh, sorry, I just I'm on one of the Toku Nation sites and ending soon on eBay is a gold Zeo Ranger figure. Uh and if you know me, then you know my slight obsession with that. Not as much as someone else we know. But Well before we talk about that, we have to talk about Dammit Barry. God damn it, Barry. Because Wow. Yeah, though the last two episodes of The Flash literally have been some of the best TV I've watched in a while. Also, I just also want to point out we're kind of continuing the trend of people using their emotions rather than thinking rationally. Oh yeah, no, definitely. It's definitely one of those situations. I, I feel like that's a growing trend in comic shows and movies. And it's like, it's, it's really getting bored. Like, if you want someone to do something, have them do it with rationality. Like, even if their rational thinking is wrong, if it's rational to them, it's character building. If it's just, I'm pissed off, or I'm sad, or I'm depressed, I'm gonna go do something, that's not character building. That's lashing out, and then it just makes you look like a jackass. Skateboarder. Yep. All right. That's a new one. It's actually James Davies. He's stalking you. Again? God damn it. <laughs> no. Stop asking me. I will right. not be your twin in a movie. 
for those of you who don't understand, I posted up a face swap on Twitter a while back of him and me, and, uh, yeah, no, our faces pretty much almost perfectly align, and it is insane. But, moving along, we've got speedsters to talk about, yeah. so here we have... Let's see, this is after Barry reemerges out of the Speed Force. And this is the episode with Black Siren. So, episode 22. The penultimate that's, episode. That's right, I forgot we have two episodes to talk about. Yeah. Legends is the only one we have a single episode to talk about. Yeah. And, um... Let me think. This one basically just deals with Barry being like... Yeah, I, I'm I'm unstoppable because the speed force is on my side. Yeah, or something like that. And everyone's like, "Should we tell him? Should we tell him? Should we tell?" Literally, this whole entire episode was people going, "Should we tell him? Should we tell him? Should we tell him?" Oh, we have this person uh, yelling at buildings and knocking them down. We should probably go do something about that. Well, technically, they didn't know how the buildings were falling down. They just knew the buildings were falling down. Yeah. And then it wasn't until Barry got, you know, he's like, oh, we've we found something. Go to this location. And then he goes to the location, and then there's Black Siren. And he goes, Laurel? He's like, <laughs> I haven't been called that name in a long time. Or something wow. like that. Great, great job, uh, Killer Frost Part 2. Yeah. It's the same it's, thing she said. <laughs> though, the later scene where Cisco and. Caitlyn dress up as the Earth 2 doppelgangers was hilarious. Yeah, that was great. I loved that. It's just, like, it makes me think, so you guys have been storing their costumes? For what? Like a rainy day? A costume party? Where did you get the wig? Where did the shade of lipstick come from? These are questions I need to know. Well, Sean, there's a, there's simple, a simple explanation, explanation for, for that. that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's called Plot. Oh, yeah, and know. it needed to move along. I know, I know. It still leaves questions. Well, yeah, obviously. But also, it was one of the funniest scenes ever. <laughs> it was good, and I like uh, when he, when he caught it, and he's like, he's like, he's like, why did I catch that? I thought he was gonna drop it, and like, or like, I thought he was gonna catch it, and then she was gonna say, huh? Surprising you caught that because the vibe I know couldn't catch a f anything coming towards him. You know that he'd be he like, "Damn it!" And no hand-eye coordination. No, yeah, it just turns out he's a lefty. Yeah, he's a left-hander because everything is reversed, and it's like, so does that mean there's a lot more left-handed people than right-handed people? And what does that mean for Earth Three? Does that mean it flips back to you know like the way this Earth is, and it just does that on every other one? Well, what's what really bugged me about later when we find out that Earth 3 is a thing. It's not the Earth 3 that we traditionally know as the evil Earth, where every hero is evil and every villain is good. Which, I only remember that now because I just rewatched Crisis on Two Earths a few days ago. Yeah. By accident. Mind you. I watched it again by accident. <laughs> No one's but, buying that. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Anyways. 
But let's see. I mean, where was I? Where was I? So vibe, uh, Killer Frost, going. Hey, let's go beat up Zoom or whatever. And let's see. There's some other stuff that happens. Wally tries to be a hero again, but this time actually succeeding because he sort of runs into Black Siren with his car and is like, "Hey, Barry." I know you can't hear me because she just screamed in your ear and your ears are bleeding, but get in. <laughs> they get back to the lab. They're like, wow. Also, she actually, he, did, damage to her. he didn't just randomly find her in that situation because in the scene previous to that, you had has the Barry's police. Fla- you had Barry. Well, no. He, he was sitting in his car listening to the radio. The flash showed up, tried to talk him out of it, and then he got the call, and that's when he left. And then Wally followed him. Yeah, he also has his dad's police scanner. Yep. But he only went to go where Black Siren was because he followed yeah. Flash. No, and then, you know, they get back to Star Labs and they're like, wow, she really did a number to you, Barry. What? And Barry's like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and here we get... Sometime in this episode, we get John Wesley Ship and Mercury Labs's person head, who played like they were in the same. They were actually in the original Flash series together. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't actually know that until I saw a picture. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, so they finally got to be on screen together. He, uh, Henry's been out of jail for how long? A while. Yeah, exactly. And they are just now having a party to celebrate it? Well, yeah, because uh, Henry was like, uh, I'm going to bail now. Bye. <laughs> Father of the year material right there. Yep. And then... The signs were telegraphed on the wall for this episode. Henry was like, oh yeah, I'm going to stay. You know, I'm really proud of you, Barry. And the first thought that happened, like popped into my head, he's going to die. <laughs> Because character leaves for a long period of time, comes back and says, I'm going to stay for a while, means they're probably going to die. Unless you're Felicity's mom. Unfortunately. (sighs) Anyways. So, Zoom crashes the party, kidnaps Henry, and then Barry's like, no, I can't lose my other parent, but but Joe's there. He's He's still there. And then Barry goes and does nothing to stop Zoom. Nope. And then just watches as Henry gets his neck... No, gets his... Gets a nice little hand vibrated through him. And... Barry screams, No! Like Darth Vader does at the end of uh, Revenge of the Sith. And then the finale picks up right then and there. Yep. And then Joe gets kidnapped... And then Barry's like, oh, Barry's like, oh, we gotta do something. Oh, no, no. Instead, you're trapping me in, in, in a cage. Okay, cool. Wally breaks him out. Everyone's like, why'd you do that? Like, Barry's gonna do something. Barry's got the speed force on his side or something like that. And then Cisco vibes over to the next dimension and Barry goes... 
I'll do it. Name the time and place. Time remnant shit happens as well in this episode. I'm going all over the place, if you couldn't tell. Yeah, I, I could tell. And then we get the race around the Ferris wheel. And Barry or, creates a time or, remnant. Or as uh, someone put it on the SourceFed nerd thing, the uh, the Stargate. Oh, yeah, Stargate. That, that's a good one. That's what he kept calling it. <laughs> the, the Stargate. That's a good one. Um, they race around that, and then Barry creates a speed remnant, or a time remnant, or whatever the fuck it is. <laughs> and then one of them goes and frees uh, Joe, and then Zoom's like, wait a minute, you stole my trick. And then Barry just beats the living crap out of Zoom. Yeah. And it is the greatest thing ever. Because up until this point, like especially with the last episode and Henry dying, it made me think that Barry is still not faster than Zoom. But this episode proved me wrong. Yep. And uh, Barry beats the crap out of him. The uh, the time rates come in, and uh, Barry's like, "Uh, he's over here." Because. <laughs> All in all, Zoom's plan was to destroy the entire multiverse, except for Earth Prime, which is also one of the plot points of Crisis of Two on Two Earths, but also Crisis on Infinite Earths. And Barry created the Time Remnant to bring the Time Wraiths out to get Zoom. And they pick up Zoom, and Zoom's body starts to decay, and his suit even changes colors. And he, I guess it. It's a reference to the Black Flash or the Black Racer, who is the embodiment of death in the Speed Force. Yep. And, uh... He's taken away. <laughs> he's just lifted by two time rates and he's screaming, ah, 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 And he's gone. And all the while, Time Remnant Barry is running around the thingy that's gonna destroy the multiverse and ends up destroying himself and turning himself into energy to then reverse everything and once again the day is saved thanks to the time remnant <laughs> that was the entire reason why I said that I'm glad you caught on yep um, so then I don't know how they got the man in the iron mask out of, off of Earth 2. They didn't explain it. I mean, I, it, it's kind of one of those things where it was going to happen. There was well, really nothing stopping them, especially I mean, with... Uh, Cisco does have his portal opening powers, yeah. so I mean, it, it They makes just sense. pop in, either break the glass or have Barry uh, like vibrate his way out, and then they just go back, set him down, take the helmet off. And they take the helmet off, and you wouldn't guess who's underneath the helmet. <laughs> it's Henry fucking Allen. I mean, sorry, Jay Garrick. Yep. The only thing I wish they would have done is somehow linked it to the show. Back, you know, the, the old show. Like, he's, he's Jay Garrick, he's the Flash, on his Earth. Earth so, 3. On Earth 3. So, you know, I, I would kind of enjoy it if somehow it was linked to that show. 
Like, we don't have to do flashbacks about that. You don't have to sit there and hear him talk about it. But just, like, having, like, like a show writer or somebody going, yes, this is the Jay Garrick that was in that one. It's all I need. Because it's just kind of that cool bit of continuity. Only problem is he played Barry Allen in that Oh, show. did he? Yeah. Oh. So that's the only problem. Oh, I guess so. With uh, an F. After that, they, uh, Iris and Barry have a heart-to-heart. Iris then, goes back inside, and then Barry flips a shit, well, goes you forgot, back, and... you forgot the whole entire, uh... Cisco's like, uh, like, well... Jay is like, I need to get back to my Earth. You guys would know it as Earth 3. Cisco responds, I can get you to Earth 2. And Harry goes, eh, you know what, we can help you with the rest. And then Cisco opens up the portal. Uh, Jay Garrick Flash takes Hunter Zolomon's hat because that wasn't a thing beforehand. And they go through the portal, and voila. They're back on Earth 2. Jay is hopefully back on Earth 3. And that is that. Yep. Then we get the, the, the West Allen sort of kiss. And then Barry goes, I'm sorry, and runs as fast as he can to go save mommy and daddy and daddy and, and thus creates the flashpoint flash paradox point. yeah which and, will this mean that thomas wayne will be a thing probably not it'll no. probably do might mess up everything and sort of accidentally create earth 2 green arrow in earth 1 where instead of it being Oliver Queen, it's Robert Queen. Possible? But, I mean, but what I've heard, what I want, what I've heard, and what actually sounds the best is that Barry just accidentally creates a separate timeline. He disappears from his timeline, and that timeline is what we see, and everyone else is like freaking out trying to figure out where Barry is, while Barry is dealing with the Flashpoint. Universe. Actually, that's that's a good plan. I like that plan. I didn't think so. That, that way, it's not everything's not necessarily affected the way everyone wants it to be. Which means, you know, Laurel will still be dead. Whatever happens in Legends of Tomorrow will still happen, etc., etc. But Barry, all the while, tries to figure out how to get back to his time. Yeah, because uh, he has no speed force. He has no speed. He'll have nothing. And that's where we might see Harrison Wells from Earth One again, and him be him, and then Robert Queen be the ones who be like, "All right, we're gonna figure this out for you. Here you go. We'll put you in the electric chair and do that thing. Well, Fail once, and then I I feel like nothing. It's like I don't think anything should really change from the Arrow story because it had nothing to do with Barry. It had nothing to do with the Flash. It had nothing to do with the particle accelerator. Did you watch the Flashpoint Paradox, though? The animated movie? I don't think so. Because if you watched it, it actually states that even though all of that stuff happened before Barry became the Flash, it still was affected because of like the weird ripple effect of Barry sort of stopping himself from becoming a speedster. It literally changes the entire universe. Huh. I, I do have to watch that. Because in in it, Bruce is the one who's killed, and Martha Wayne becomes the Joker, and Thomas Wayne becomes Batman. 
See, like I've, I feel like Superman I've seen doesn't. That. Superman is a Cadmus um, project. He's like yes. trapped in Cadmus. I have seen that. I, I I keep forgetting. I have seen that because that was also Hal Jordan doesn't. Yeah, Hal Jordan doesn't become a Green Lantern because uh, I. Yeah, because um, I I remember. Yeah, Barry lost his speed. And Thomas Wayne set something up on top of the warehouse or wherever he was to try to get the electricity back in him. Yeah. Failed once and Barry was severely burned. Second time around it worked and Barry was restored. Yeah. And then it was an all-out war between Wonder Woman and Aquaman. Former lovers. Etc. Etc. And Barry eventually... Well, no. Uh, Batman shoots Reverse Flash to give Barry enough time to build up enough speed to break the uh, time space space time barrier. Yep. And, and then uh, he takes he takes the letter from Thomas Wayne to Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I have seen that. And so, in doing so, it would create an alternate timeline. And what I as I said earlier, what I would want is the two different timelines where Barry had become the Flash but disappeared. He disappeared a little too early. Because remember, he's supposed to disappear in 2024, I believe? Yeah, something like that. And instead it's 2016 when he disappears. And so wibbly-wobbly-timey-wimey stuff. Yep. And now to the show with the most lackluster of the three finales. I am not surprised. It still is a good finale, it's just it does not live up to Flash or Legends' finales at all. Like, in terms of if Arrow was just its own show and wasn't connected to the others, it would be a phenomenal finale. But comparing it to the other two, even comparing it to Supergirl's finale, it's just, eh. And so, let me think. Uh, yeah. So the previous episode, Dark's wife dies. She gets killed by anarchy, I believe. And so Damien Dark's all pissed. Um... So he's now gonna he's still gonna go through with nuking the entire world because fuck it, everyone needs to die now. Because he hates everyone. And uh Oliver's flashbacks still are not that interesting. But Amanda Waller shows up in the finale one. So she actually shows up and is like, So you're done with your mission, we could use you, blah 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 and he's like, No, I'm staying here after the whole debacle with the with the same totem that Dark has to give him his magic. And that's all wrapped up after Ryder gets killed and after the Russian girl gets killed. And so we flash forward back to Arrow and Oliver is now fighting up against Damien Dark. Dark is as strong as he's ever been because of the nuke that went off in that one city that gave him 10,000 extra lives like to absorb. But 
because the whole city banded together and gave Oliver his hope, Oliver then became the beacon of hope. He became the final hope to beat Damien Dark. <sighs> and Damien Dark is now dead. The Arrow oh, team oh. disbands because uh, Diggle's like, I just can't do this anymore. I killed my own brother. Uh, Thea's like, I threatened to kill a kid. I'm done. And then it's just Oliver and Felicity. Uh, Captain Lance is no longer Captain Lance. He officially got fired from the police force. And is he leaves early on with uh, Felicity's mom to like leave the city, but then comes back at the last minute because Oliver's message on top of a car. And, uh, I'd have to say the fight scene between Oliver and Damien Dark was probably one of my more one of the more fun fight scenes of the season because it starts off with Oliver being overpowered but slowly Oliver becomes strong enough to negate Dark's magic and it just becomes an all-out fist fight with some arrows thrown in there and uh Oliver puts the finishing blow and well, Dark makes some remarks. He's like, "Oh, you're not gonna kill me," and he mentions uh, he mentions Slade, and Oliver replies, "Well, with Slade, I had a choice. With you, I don't," and just stabs him right in the chest. Fun. And then Dark's just like, "What the hell just happened?" Okay, I'm dying. All right, good night. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't actually say that, but his face tells it all. <laughs> Neil McDonough's face. His expressions are just priceless. Just like, oh, oh, I'm dying. Okay, all right, this is the end. We don't, we won't know what happens to his daughter. His daughter is now without a mom or a dad, and is now going to deal with some severe PTSD. Yeah. So now it's just I'm Oliver and Felicity <laughs> rebuilding the Arrow Cave, and we'll see what happens. Because Diggle rejoins the military. The. Uh, does what Thea does best. Ooh, oh, and Malcolm helped out, too. Malcolm was there to help out. Which is strange, because Malcolm's like, alright, Damien just got too crazy for me. We need to take this fucker down. <laughs> I don't know where Malcolm stands anymore. I really don't. <laughs> like, I, I, I feel like he's part of the problem. I love John Barrowman. Jer John Barrowman is a fantastic actor and fantastic person. But his character, Malcolm, is just annoying. Like, you can't you can't tell is he gonna be a is he gonna be a good guy today? Is he gonna be a bad guy today? You don't know. And for some people that's like, well good, it gives me a reason to watch. No, it gives me a reason not to watch because I get pissed off with it. He's the quintessential anti hero. Not even He's actually more of a villain than a hero, but... Definitely, hands down. I mean, don't forget, he was the one that picked up the ashes of, uh... What's-his-face? Vandal Savage, yeah. Vandal Savage, and pretty much brought him back to life. It's like, dude, if you wouldn't have done that, Legends of Tomorrow wouldn't have even happened. Yes, but then we wouldn't have gotten the amazing finale that we got. Speaking of, can we move on to that? Because I don't want to hear any more about Arrow unless it involves Felicity dying or leaving the show. Yeah, yeah, we'll move on. So we have the one episode of Legends, the finale, 
and uh, shit ton of references. Like, it is an obscene amount of references in this episode. I mean, even some that most people haven't even caught. Because I'm pretty sure there was a Dr. Fate helmet somewhere aboard the ship. And I showed John the picture, and he's like, I mean, I can't really make it out, but you could be right. Right? I think I said that? I don't know. You said something along the lines of that. It's like, it doesn't look like the right color, but you could be right. Like, I'm not going to say you're right. It's possible. But, you know. It's just another Justice Society of America reference. Yeah. Which, this episode was just fun. Like, there was the Sergeant Rock reference in France. And she, like, she, Kendra, she put a note in the helmet, which caused the helmet to move completely to a different side of the room. And then it's like, oh, here's a note with where she is and what year it is. Helmet ex machina. Well, wibbly wobbly timey wimey ex machina. Eh, I st- I'm still going. I'm still good with Helmet X Machina. <laughs> like, unless she remembered she did that and then moved the helmet while she was there, and it just wasn't on camera. You know, because there's no explanation. It's just, oh look, the helmet's here now, and he knocks it off, and then Rip finds the note. Well, Rip says it's like temporal relocation, which can happen when the timeline is altered. Even so slightly. I just... Again, it's a helmet ex machina. And that was their way of trying to explain it. That's the way I look at it. And so they find out that... It, they find out that in order to defeat Savage, they have to get him at his weakest point. And his weakest point is right before he destroys the entire timeline. So, they go to three different time t- times and wait for just the right moment and then kick his ass three times over. And the way he died all three times over was great. <laughs> Mick lighting him on fire, he's just like, okay, this is for this is for Leonard. Da, 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 da. Okay, nice and toasty. Yep. And then... How was the other way? Well, he got he got stabbed in one of them. I think he actually got stabbed by uh, was it Ray? Sarah? No, because Ray was with Ray was with uh, Heatwave. Oh right, yeah. Because Ray shrunk the asteroid down, and then it was Sarah and I believe Firestorm were a team, and they yes. went to the auction site, and that's where um, Firestorm finds out his actual original ability was to uh, change matter. Transmute things, yeah. Yeah. And then she kicks Savage's ass and kills him, which... Go Sarah. Yep. Um, And then it was the Hawks and Rip as a team. And, uh... I don't remember who gets the final final one on that one. It's Rip. Rip gets gets the last word? He... Stabs him? 
Oh yeah, and, oh. and then throws him into the electrical box thing, and it sends that weird blue wave through the city, which they don't explain. And then they cut back, and then he just drops. Well, I think it's because it's a time wave or something. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, this is me trying to rationalize it. Oh, I know. While eating chocolate cake. Oh, jealous of that. It's just plain chocolate cake. There's no frosting on it or anything. Still jealous of that. My girlfriend made it last night and she just gave me a bunch of cake. <sighs> so good. But. Tell her to make one and send it my way. <laughs> It'll be bad by the time it gets to you. Not necessarily. Knowing the U.S. Postal Service? Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it, it's iffy. It's iffy. Um, let's see. And then everyone gets back to that time and they're all like, okay, so we've got one meteor left. What do we do? He tr- uh, Ray tries to use his shrink ray on it. <laughs> ray using a shrink ray. <laughs> That's lame. Um, that doesn't work. Firestorm tries the whole transmuting thing and that doesn't work. So Rip's like, alright, I'm just gonna go put this in my ship and I'm gonna go fly into the sun. Be right back. Everyone's like, no, what are you doing? And then he comes back and goes, no, just kidding. I just threw it into the sun. After a moment with his fake wife and... With the hologram recording. Was it really a hologram? It was, uh, it was like a dream. Because he, like, passed out, he had the dream, and then he came to... And that's when he made the decision of not to kill himself. So. Yeah. And then... And then he pretty much gives everybody the ultimatum. If you want to come back, come back. If not, you can go. Yeah. And then they all come back, but then the Hawks are like, Yeah, we're actually gonna go do our own thing. And then everybody else stayed, and then Wave Rider... Uh, our man, aka JSA. the guy from Suits, yeah, <laughs> and then JSA, yeah, and then what? And then fade to black. Well, and Sarah got a chance to. Uh, Sarah got a chance to talk to uh, Captain Lance, and now knows that Sarah's uh, that Laurel's dead. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, um. Dr. Stein likes to play Trivial Pursuit with his wife. And now is so much so much better at it because of time travel. Yep. And Jax is the one that convinces him to uh, go back and do continue. the continue with the Legends thing. Um, uh, Mick actually goes and uh, here we see Captain Cold, but in the past... Yeah, it was like, and, what was it, like 2013? 14? Yeah, yeah, like, relatively early on. And, um, we see him trying not to be so emotional about it. Oh, and then we see, uh, Heatwave try to get a new, uh, Captain Cold, and that doesn't work. Ray pulls up in a car and's like, hey, get in. <laughs> <laughs> The Hawks go back to doing whatever they do best, so I'm pretty sure Kendra went back to going to be a barista. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. JSA comes in and is like, don't get on that. That's a bad idea. 
It explodes and kills all of you. Or something. No, you won't come back from this. How do you know that? Because you sent me back that... You sent me back, Mr. Rory. Dun dun dun! Yep. And season two, Thanagarians and Justice Society of America. I am so freaking excited. Yep. Because the and bigger question is... Are they going to be Hawk people, or are they going to redo the Thanagarians? I think Both? that's a big thing. Both? Well, because, I mean... Every time the Hawks show up, they flip-flop. Of what origin story? Are they Thanagarians that have been here for thousands of years? Are, are they, they Egyptians? E are or? they Egyptians that have the curse? Um, sometimes it's both... Like how in Justice League Unlimited it was both. Um, so we just have to figure out what it is. And who else from the Justice Society will show up? Because I I remember, again, watching SourceFed Nerd. They talked about how apparently there was an article or something saying they were going to go, quote-unquote, all out with the JSA. So, if that's true, we're going to be seeing a lot of superheroes in the next season. But does that mean we'll see Jay Garrick? Because he's one of the founding members. Will we see Alan Scott, a.k.a. the first Green Lantern, who was afraid of wood instead of the color yellow? That's funny. Yeah. It all depends. We might finally get a Green Lantern. A decent Wild Green Cat? Lantern. Will Wildcat come back? Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot that we won't have. Like, um, there won't be a Batman. Yeah. Uh, there won't be a Superman. Um, there won't be a Green... There won't be a Green Lantern. Probably not. Um, so you're going to have people... Sh like, there might be, like, the Atom. Maybe... Um, if the Green Lantern Corps exists, they might mention it. But no actual Green Arrow, or not Green Arrow, uh, Green Lantern. You know, there's there's a lot that I feel like won't show up, but if we mention and we'll have certain ones show up. Maybe but Dr. Fate? Satana? Oh, Zatanna, Zatanna's definitely a good contender. So, I mean, there's a, there's a lot that I hope show up. We'll just have to wait and see who they decide they want to be there. Yeah. I'm just really excited because I think uh, Legends is actually going to be back this fall. And so we're going to have all four DC shows this fall. Yep. Monday through Thursday. Yep. And now, you know what we need? We need Constantine for Friday. Seriously. <laughs> Especially if the JSA is getting more magical. Yeah. Like, how the lineup should be is Monday should be Arrow, and then Tuesday should be, like, Supergirl, then Flash on Wednesday, Legends on Thursday, and then Constantine on Friday. So you go from the most normal... To aliens, to metahumans and time travel, to time travel and magic, 
to magic. To magic. Yeah. Or even you put arrow at the end because arrow has magic to normalness. Actually, yeah, that's a good point. Also, it ends up putting arrow in the Friday death slot. <laughs> I still say... Ugh, excuse me. I still say the show could be good. They just need to stop the illicity. And I like how Stephen Amell is like up in arms about people like hating that aspect of it. Hate is such a strong word. No, hate is a word that is useful for this situation. Nine out of ten fans from Arrow hate Felicity. She was a good character and then you ruined her. Now she's the main focus of the show. And nobody cares anymore. And we want it to end. You either end the show or end her. It's as simple as that. It's the way yeah. I look at it. It's the only way I'll watch it again. Huh. Yeah. So, and I think that's it for this. I mean, I'm excited for what's to come because it's going to be a lot. And yeah, a lot of my shows got canceled, but you know what that means? It means I can focus more on these shows. Yeah. Because these four shows are the ones that I'm focused on the most. Supergirl, Flash, Arrow, and Legends. Even though Arrow's not that good, I still keep up with it week to week because it's still decent enough to warrant me being invested in it. And I'm invested in some of the characters. Because I like the Green Arrow as a character. I'm just not a fan of Felicity the character. Oh yeah, definitely. I'm a fan of the actress. Oh yeah, the character. all of the actresses involved are great. I didn't like Laurel. Do I think she... Did I? Do I think she deserved to go out the way she did? Definitely not. Do I hate Felicity? Yes. But the actress, Elizabeth, I like her. It, you know, it, so it, it, Her name is Emily. Is it Emily? I thought it was Elizabeth. No, you're thinking of uh, Scarlet Witch. Probably not. I just thought it was Elizabeth. Well, <laughs> I knew Scarlet it started Witch with is... an E. And I know Scarlet Witch is Elizabeth Olsen. But I just for some reason thought it was Elizabeth. I don't know why. Um, but yeah. That's that's where I come from. I'm going to watch all the shows except Arrow, probably. Which sucks, because as I've stated before, I love heroes that use bow and arrows. I made a character in D&D called the Blue Arrow. I like the aspect of that character. This show is kind of ruining it. Mostly because of Felicity. I will let you know if the show does take a turn for the better... And you are going to be there for the crossovers. But that's oh, yeah, it. definitely. And with Supergirl, we're going to have the extreme holy crap crossover, so... Four days. Four. Yep. Four days, man. And just think, if we had Constantine, five days. Ah, dude. A five-day CW crossover. Every day at eight. I just Which, won't be able to watch Supergirl because I have a and d game on at 8.30 yeah. and it comes on at 8. <laughs> people of course, people are like up in arms about like the time that it's at and I'm like, 
I'm sorry, yeah, Gotham did come out a year earlier, but... I mean... Gotham... I mean, it's Gotham. Put it bluntly, Gotham is shit. It's not as awful as people had... It's not as awful as the first season was, but I don't think it's an 8 p.m. show. It's a 3 a.m. show. More like it's a 9 p.m. show. With Lucifer to be on at 10 instead of at 9. Because at 10, Lucifer could be a hell of a lot more dark. Yeah, probably. But <sighs> Fox, Fox won't budge because they're Fox. Yep. And CW Batman. has a stranglehold on the 8 p.m. slot for superhero shows. That it does. And I am putting my time into that. So, yeah. And, and I think we'll that. end the part there. <laughs> oh, I'm going to have a hell of a time trying to figure out music for the break. Good luck with that. <laughs> yeah. All right, we're going to end this part. We're going to go over and start doing some rubber-suited monsters and people in spandex stuff. So we'll be back after the break.
Welcome back, all. We're on the rubber-suited monsters fighting people in spandex part. And I figured since we went an hour and a half for the first part, we'll just jump right into things here. And uh, jump right into me putting my foot in my mouth. Seriously. Um, in a bit of I told you so news, uh, you yeah. know that Order movie we talked about two weeks ago? They do want your money. <clears throat> As well, of right now, they've raised under a fifth of what they've needed. A little under a fifth of what they've needed. No. Because they raised 17% of what they needed. It's less than 20%. 20% Actually, is a fifth. Yeah, yeah, okay. Math. Yeah, for some reason, you said, you said like, fifth for... You went fractions, I went percentile, and it just screwed with my head. Yep. Uh, I told Sean, they got more than I thought they did. That they would have gotten. Uh, but they're not going to get much more. No. And, uh, it's... It's apparently going to be a crazy action movie with these people holding guns and stuff. Yep. And it's not the reunion we're looking for because they're not Power Rangers. No, they're secret agents. Nope. This is this is essentially kind of the movie Michael Copon did like wanted to do. Just take out the actual Power Ranger character names. I feel like that's what it is. And also with Steve Cardenas wearing a lot of eyeliner. Yeah. It's like an obscene amount of eyeliner. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Also, just a thing of note, uh, the band I Shine, Johnny Young Bosch's band, providing the soundtrack. How am I not surprised? Well, you gotta cut corners where you need to. Mm-hmm. And that's all we're gonna talk about with that, because I am done with that. Moving on to the next piece of news. Uh, Morphicon updates. Dulcia, Ivan Ooze, the Alpha 5 suit actor, Pineapple the Clown, and Ryan Steele from VR Troopers are going to show up. So Brad Hawkins and the people I named beforehand who don't really have any other importance other than being Pineapple the Clown. Um, so... Brad Hawkins, a.k.a. Ryan Steele, VR Troopers, and Gold Zeo Ranger. He's the only one important on that list to me. And then yeah. on the round... Well, I don't know. Paul Freeman is a pretty big name, too. Oh, no, I named him. Ivan Ooze. Oh, just... I don't know. Do I, I really like want to meet Apocalypse slash Ivan Ooze? I'm not sure. Dulcia? The, uh... The 13-year-old in me wants to meet her. Because obvious reasons. You want to know how old I was when that movie came out? Oh, God. What were you, like, three? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that came out in... 96? 97? No. Turbo Movie might have came out in, like, 97. Well, the original series... Was in... 93. Was it in 93? It started off in 93 and went two seasons, so it would have been... Oh no, I would have been one. 
Yeah. Shit. Next year's the 25th. So it was 92. It's 92 when the show started. No, I remember it starting in 1993, even though I wasn't alive then. Because I thought, I think next year, 2017, is the 25th anniversary. It's the 24th. Is it? Uh huh. According to my archive, uh, Dino Supercharges season 23. How does that even make sense? Mega Force was 20. Super Mega Force was 21. Dino Charge was 22. Was 22. And Dino Supercharge was 23. Okay. Ninja Steel will be 24. And Super Ninja Steel. Super Ninja Steel or Ninja Super Steel. Or whatever the hell it's going to be. Is going to be the 25th. Oh boy. (laughs) Prepare for nothing. That's what I'm going to say. Yeah. And not give your hopes up. And so we move on to round three of the guest updates. Justin Nimmo, a.k.a. Zane, who has recently come back to the fandom... Is going to be cool. there. Serena Vincent, aka Maya, aka aka the, the sexiest woman besides Anne Cahill, I think, to come out of Power Rangers. Well, also, I think she was in one of the American Pie movies. Nope. Um, crap! What was the name of it? Van Wilder. Not another. Not not another teen movie. Oh yeah, not another teen movie where she played the foreign exchange student who walked around naked, but you only really saw her boobs like twice. Yeah, but still, pretty much. Uh, I think Amy Jo Johnson was kind... You could kind of see her boobs in a movie she was in, but I feel like she's... Serena Vincent, I think, is the only female Power Ranger actor, actress, whatever, to actually be, uh, like, full front... Not almost full frontal. Well... Uh, Z from SPD. Eh, I mean, like... I don't know if she goes full on naked because obviously I haven't seen any of her shows. I know she's burlesque, so it's sexual in nature. But I don't know if she actually strips all the way down. It's highly possible. Um, but, you know. No, um, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, one of my one of my friends subscribes to this magazine called Bachelor Pad, and. Uh, she was in the most one of the most recent issues, and she is topless in some of the pictures. Oh, yeah. Okay, so she's the first, but not the last. Yeah. Moving on, Reggie Roll, <laughs> aka Damon from Lost Galaxy, uh, Amy Roll, Trakina. No relation. Is there a relation? I doubt it. I don't know. Amy, Amy's white. I'm, Reggie's black. If there's relation, then holy crap. Well, it may be that they uh, got married back in 1999. Did they get married? Uh, that's what IMDb is saying. Wow. Because well, she used to be Amy Miller. Alright, well if they got married, then you know all the power to them. There you go. And that's their relation. <laughs> okay. And then we've got Eddie Frierson, the voice of Frax in Time Force. 
Latham Gaines, Anton Mercer, and Mezagog in Dino Thunder, and Andrew is afraid of water bottles. Gray, aka Troy, from Megaforce and Super Megaforce. Because we're all excited about that. He's actually a cool dude in real life. I bet he is. It's just the character nobody gives a damn about. The character is more robotic than Robo Knight was, but you know. Okay. And still continuing on the news train for Power Rangers. Uh, some dude some dude got cast in the movie. Um, he's best known to uh, best known as his voice of Optimus Primal from Beast Wars. Transformer. Yeah, and cool. he's been in Watchmen and Godzilla. Uh, he appears to be a member of the Angel Grove Police Department, but nobody really knows for sure. Gary Chalk. The guy's headshot looks like he's running for mayor. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Like all you all you need is Gary Chalk for mayor of Angel Grove. Yeah. There you go. He could be. Who knows? And speaking of movie news, we've got some set photos of the Ranger suits in action. Actually, it's just one. And it looks like the helmet like pops off, kind of like Black Panther's does. From Civil War. Yeah. And we get a better look at what the helmet looks like and what the suit looks like. Uh, minus the special effects, because where the triangles are located, what looks like an upside-down Triforce and yeah. Geomon logo from Digimon Season 3, um, that's just where the special effects are going to be for the lighting effects. Yeah, it's like um, it's like what voice actors do. Mo-capping, yeah. The mo-capping, yeah. And you see the guys in the green suits. Those are going to be the putties. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So, seeing the suit in action, I actually really like it. It, So far. It looks pretty cool. I can't wait to see what they do for the... uh, Because I I won't lie, it is kind of weird looking at the the up-close picture... Of the frontal shot of the suit, mm-hmm. and like right in the middle, and the little two things on the left, how it's got the mocap things on them. <laughs> it's like, it's interesting. It they they still scream Iron Man to me. Yeah, I'm I'm never not gonna see that. No, I'm never not gonna see that either. But it looks a lot better than what the promo shots looked like. And yeah. Uh. Then we've got the logo reveal for Ninja Steel. And honestly, it was weird where it showed up. It was in IGN's Snapchat feed. Really? Yeah. Snapchat. Interesting. Yeah, I know, right? And uh, the logo... The only thing that looks really different is the Ninja Steel with the, the Ninja logo in between. Yeah. But honestly, I was thinking it was going to look a lot more bland. But it doesn't. It it still kind of looks bland, but that's to be expected. And then my favorite is the second comment just says dot 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 in space. Yeah, because the whole, like, galaxy thing. Yeah, Zircon is the reigning champion of the most popular intergalactic game show in the universe. 
Uh, that's the Juodra plot, sorry. It pretty much is. And monsters battle to prove who is the mightiest warrior. Zircon is determined to become invincible by controlling the mythical spirit crystal, which contains six supernatural ninja power throwing stars. Lamest name ever. Yep. The only thing standing in his way is a new team of heroic teenage Power Rangers who possess the spirit crystal. And, yeah. Yep. In a world where spirit crystals end up in the hands of teenagers for some strange reason. Pretty much. And there we go. I just, for some reason, it doesn't seem to make sense to me that it's going to be, like, spacey-themed Well, with the Ninja villains. To be fair... They're doing a kind of intergalactic thing with Juoger too, because they're from another planet and they're coming in trying to destroy it, and the Juogers have to stop them. It's essentially the same exact thing here. Yeah, except in the only set you ever see of the base for the Ninja villains is the shitty broom closet. Is the shitty broom closet? So they're not going to use that. They have all the creativity to do whatever they want and ever and I and it's easily they can easily pass them all off as villains as uh like aliens from another you know or even space. better pull what uh they did with Dino Charge have a new head villain and him sort of create these ninja based things to get the ninja power throwing stars yeah I mean yeah. And there's going to end up being more than six because of all the auxiliary mech. But, you know, whatever. They're going to be like, oh, wow, we found another ninja power throwing star. Man, that is a mouthful. <sighs> it will be interesting to see what they do with the, um, like, when they destroy a monster and it becomes a shuriken. Because then the shurikens turn into the auxiliary stuff. It turns into the other shurikens. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. So it makes me think that he already has a bunch of them, but they're not, like, the main six. Yeah. Like, with Juoger, how the champion cubes are a certain size, and those create the actual mecha and the morpher, but the smaller ones are there, but they only create the auxiliary ones. Yep. And, let's see. Sentai news! I guess. Mm-hmm. O-Ranger is gonna be a DVD set. Which comes to a lot of people's surprise, but doesn't come to my surprise at all. Nope. It is gonna suck for us people who can't afford to buy these, though. Because eventually they're going to work their way up to the current. For example, if they've been already doing it for a while, they would be up to Tokyuger. No, Ninja. They'd be up to Ninja right now. And then they'd be waiting for uh, Juoger to finish, then they'd do Juoger. For us, the people who can't buy them, not for you specifically but for me it would suck because 
I would rely on subs from like Team Nihon or Overtime. But as soon as they're licensed, they have to get rid of those. Or else they can be sued. So you're going to start seeing subs from you know, TV Nihon and Acer and all these other people that have done subs, you're going to see them start disappearing real quick. At least just for the Sentai stuff. Well, yeah. Because see, like, I don't think Rider's going to come over here at any time. Masked Rider wasn't that popular. Nor was Common Rider Dragon Knight. Yeah, I know. And it's sad that they're not going to try again. But it's the whole thing of like, what if I wanted to watch Die Ranger? Now I can't unless I can somehow find, like, maybe on Kick-Ass if somebody uploaded them all. Uh, or, or, you know, you have a friend who managed to download them before they disappeared from the TV yeah. Nihon site. Um, not really pointing fingers or naming any names here, but, you know... <laughs> yeah. Which, I'm actually going to check if O-Ranger's still up there with TV Nihon. I don't think that they... No, TV they Nihon never, never touched O-Ranger. As far as I know, nobody did. Yeah. Except maybe HK subs, and we don't really bring those up. And the only thing that is in the Die Ranger category for TV Nihon is the Die Ranger movie. Mm-hmm. And they don't even have Jew Ranger... Li oh, no. They don't even have Jew Ranger listed on here. Like, it, it was... Was gone. It's not a series that I was going to watch anyways. Die Ranger was going to be one. I think Kaku as well, but Kaku's not on here anymore. Nope. Curious, do I have it? I might have snagged it at the last possible second. I think I downloaded a couple of them. They didn't do Car Ranger either. Nope. Nobody really did Car Ranger because nobody wanted to watch it. Even though it's better than the first half of Turbo? Alright, I have the first 18 episodes of Kaku Ranger done by um, Grown Ups and Spandex. Hmm. And then after that, I don't have any more. Let me see. Super Sentai. No, I've got Dai Ranger, Maji Ranger, Kyoryuger, Kiba Ranger. Uh, I have the, the last... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen 13 episodes of Die Ranger. And that's it. I don't think I even have... Oh, I do have some Jew Ranger. I have 5 through 17. I have none of Car Ranger except two pictures. Is that a GIF? That's a PNG. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> I think we've talked enough about that. <laughs> yeah, hold on. Um, Should I continue? Go ahead. Feel free to. Okay. Uh, so the next thing is we have the official pictures of Juo the World, who is debuting this coming Saturday. For us, anyway, for Sunday for them. Um, the world's three unique forms rhino, his standard configuration, crocodile, and wolf. Uh, crocodile having attack strength, not attach strength, paladin. <laughs> you got that one wrong. 
And Wolf being uh, the faster of them. Yep. Uh, so the world can perform a surprise ability known as the Great Instincts Awaken. Allows them to grow rhino horns, wolf claws, and crocodile tail in a place of one arm. Um, early shots of the mech, Tosai Juo, fearsome machine formed by the cube wolf crocodile rhino. Uh, also revealed a new, they say rangers, that's a meh for me, backstory, uh, but we will keep that the detail on the front page out. Respective fans sound spoiled. Oh, good to you, Paladin. Um, but yeah, if you have you haven't seen the pictures that have come out for the preview and st- yeah, okay, it's still there. In the first picture, you see like he's essentially like tortured, and the main boss forces a crocodile person, a wolf person, and a rhino person to give him. Their duo power. So he's evil, but he's coerced evil. And it looks like, from what I can tell, not from these pictures, at least I think, anyway, that his transformation device is a, uh, a microphone. And his main weapon is apparently a sword, but also a fishing rod. So there's that. Yeah, um, go to scan number seven. Do the world scan seven and look at the bottom right corner. Yeah, that's a, that's a microphone. It's like the cube is in the middle. Yeah. And then you can see the fishing rod in scan five. Yeah. It's a flying fishing rod when you go fly fishing. And it also, he steals the Jew Oder's weapons and is beating up on Tuscan Leo. You know, yep. you know I'm enjoying watching the Sentai when I actually remember their names. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? 15 episodes in instead of well, they're not, 37 they're not like, episodes in they're, with Nagi. They're not like Power Rangers where they reuse names. I had told I I was confused for a long time between Samurai and Megaforce because you had Emma and Gia and then what was it? Mia and Emily. And Emma and Emily. And Emily. So it's like really like, I understand Power Rangers really is that not that creative when it comes to names, but I mean, like, come on. You guys are better than that. At least you should be anyway. It just proves even more how much of a train wreck those seasons were. So, we're going to move on to the episodes? Yes! Okay, you've been kind of like spacing out. Sorry, uh, just trying to figure something out with work. Because I switched the ah, shift okay. with someone, but then they realized they needed to switch the shift back. And so, yeah. Sorry about that. Work shenanigans. It'd, be, it'd just be kind of funny if all of a sudden you're like, yeah, I actually have to go because i got to be at work in like ten minutes. <laughs> 
be no. like, well, no, okay. uh, it's just it rearranges my plans to go recycling. I'm gonna have to go recycling on Friday as opposed to Thursday since I have to work Thursday. Ah, but yeah. Um. Okay. So then we go to the episodes, which I only vaguely remember. Okay, so episode 14 starts off with two of the uh, Death Galeons who were like the underlings of one of the others who got destroyed wanting to be the leader. So the one known as You Thief who can turn invisible and all that goes first. There's Cake involved um, uh, because Amu wants a cake but then this guy who has a sister who's in a wheelchair wants the cake. And then she ends up flirting with him, he ends up flirting with her, and then the monster ends up bribing him with a bunch of money to get into this specific museum to steal these jewels, and this monster turns out to be the weakest little shit ever, and just lies about everything. He's like, oh yeah, my mech is... I've got a power suit that's behind you that's so huge, they all turn around and go, what? And then he just, like, all hits them all. (laughs) Um, then um, because he turns himself invisible the Jewogers have to use their animal senses besides Yamato because his animal sense is the power of sight and you can't really see invisible things so hearing and smell are what really comes into play here and then we leads into an anticlimactic mecha fight after the monster gets destroyed, he gets destroyed again fairly quickly. Like, it is, like, they form into Juo, like, Wild Juo King, and just, like, and you're dead. <laughs> like, it takes them seconds. And. Well, yeah, it, it, it's, it's a staple with, uh, Sentai. The mech forming becomes even quicker. Well, no, the mech forming didn't really take... It wasn't as quick as it stereotypically is. It's just the fight itself was like, Alright, mech formation. uh, Mech formation. Get the uh, cube bear axe. Slice. Done. Yep. That's it. The monster dead. They're, oh, again, it's, it's it's Sentai slash Power Rangers. They do that all the time. Mech have nothing to do with the main fight. Nine out of ten times. Those, <clears throat> those nine out of ten times, it's just... Monster grows, form the, <clears throat> form the mech, get the power weapon, slice, dead, move on. Like, they'll, they'll go to... like It grows and they go in the mech with like five minutes left. And that's it. And then at the very end, the brother ends up not taking the money after all. Yep. So, moving on to episode 15, which is actually funnier. It's definitely more filler, but it was more entertaining filler. Um, Leo puts out the laundry, thinking it's a nice, beautiful day. Turns out it's raining. And, uh... Yeah. And he's like, oh. Can I just say I'm not a huge fan of Tusk? Yeah. No, Tusk can kind of be a prude. Not even a prude. Like, 
Leo does his chores, does what he was supposed to do. He puts out the laundry. He did what he was supposed to. How was he supposed to know it was going to rain? I mean, yes, he could have looked at the forecast, but then what if he didn't put out the stuff? Would Tusk then flip out on him for not putting the laundry out? You know, I just, I just feel, I feel like Tusk is like that overbearing mother who, who in her eyes, the son can't do anything right. Yeah. Because he thinks he does something right, but then something goes wrong and then gets blamed for it by the mother. That's essentially what it is, is that just doesn't matter if it's, if in Tusk's eyes it wasn't done to perfection, it was wrong. And honestly, it's starting to make me just not like the character. Yeah. And so the other one of the two shows up, Hunt Elder, and he's a well, he's a sharpshooting hotshot as I put in my notes. He has a sniper rifle and his sniper rifle turns people into dolls. Sarah gets shot, she turns into a doll. Yamato gets shot, he turns into a doll. Amu gets shot, gets turned into a doll. But Amu getting shot comes after this interesting scene it's just a bunch of dolls in the house and uh, the uncle shows up Uncle Mario and he grabs you like Sarah's and goes oh I should probably give this one a bath and the three other Georgers are like no 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 don't do it that's that's how it's supposed to be and then he picks up Yamato and goes you know his legs are a little short let me fix that pulls out a pair of scissors and you can hear like the inner thoughts of doll Yamato go oh god oh god please don't please don't please don't <laughs> and they're like, oh no, his legs are just stubby. And then the uncle's like, oh, okay. And this this actually plays into later in the episode, which is by far one of my favorite scenes so far. Um, but Amu gets changed into a doll, and then Tusk and Leo run and hide. And Tusk and Leo both get an idea from a mannequin to dress him up as Leo, and Leo gets into a suit. And... Uh, Tusk puts Leo on his back, walks outside, and Tusk gets shot and turns into a doll. I think the mannequin mannequin gets turned into a doll, too. Which we don't actually see. No. Um, And then uh, Leo climbs up the building and saves the day. um, And sort of, like, grabs the sniper rifle, breaks it, everyone comes back. And then mustache boomerangs happen. (laughs) Yeah. Dasha rings. Yeah, and problem resolved. A monster gets destroyed. Nothing of excitement happens in the mech fight, except mustache boomerangs, and cube bear axe, and and then since the rifle got destroyed, all the dolls turned back into humans. So all the dolls that were in Yamato's and Mario's house turned back into humans and it cuts to a scene where Mario's just standing in a crowd of people and I think he's in like a chicken suit and he goes why are all these people in my house yep it's just like why 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 (laughs) and it's funny too like I I get the whole like funny aspect but in my and it was funny don't get me wrong I got a good chuckle out of it but I in the back of my head I'm like there's a front door why didn't they just walk out the front door (laughs) Instead of just standing around like idiots going, Where am I? I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> That's the best like, part, though. They're just confused. 
Confused, I understand. But, you know, if they're in a house and they see a door, realizing it goes to the outside, they're going to open it up and start trying to find their way back to normal society. Instead of just standing there, looking around at the same thing four times. But, you remember, Yamato lives in the middle of the forest. Still! At the, I mean, at the very least, at least one person should have gone out and said, Hey, where are we? Mario can say, you're here, and then say, how do we get back to society? And he says, this way, and then they go. Yeah, but see, that's not as funny as just having Mario stand in a crowd of people in a chicken suit go, why are you people here? (laughs) And just act like a chicken. It's not as funny. Because like I said, I, I battle with that kind of stuff. It's like I'm the, you know, the one part of me thinks, okay, that's funny. That was a funny bit. It's absurd. The other part of the other part of me is like, logically speaking, dot dot dot. This should have happened, you know. Yeah. Because I I don't I do kind of come across sometimes as that <laughs> asshole who tries to put logic in everything, and seems like oh I don't find anything funny because that's not true. It's just, I battle with that part of my head of, it's kind of funny, but at the same time, logically speaking, they would do this, or this would happen, or this wouldn't happen. Yeah. And that happens a lot, actually. <sighs> but it was it was just a fun filler episode. And moving along to ghost stuff, we've got some pictures... Some really strange pictures. Um, hold on. I think I'm missing one. I still don't quite get this one. The storybook one? Yeah. I think there's gonna be, like, a storybook episode or something. And... Oh, no, that's not what I wanted. I wanted this one. You've got, like, Edison. I'm guessing... The guy with the two swords is, uh... Musashi. Musashi. Um... The fortune teller is probably the pink. Himako? Or Himako? Himiko. And then we've got Robin Himiko. Hood. Ro- Where's Robin Hood? Oh, yeah, the bow. Okay. And, and then, then Nobunaga above it with the shotgun. Nobunaga. Yeah. So it's essentially... It's just gonna be people trying to impersonate... The eye... The, uh... Yeah. The icons, yeah. And it looks like that's going to be part of the summer movie. And then. That would make sense with the, the logo up there, yeah. And also the uh, toys at the very bottom. Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. And then we go to the next picture, which makes even less sense. Yeah. Because we've got Akari in a Snow White outfit with an apple on her head, yeah. like wearing an apple hood. Then, and then Onari Akari. and Akari from the 70s. Yep. And then Akari dressed up as Red Riding Hood with a belt with the, the ghost, ghost driver. Well, that might not be... No, that doesn't look like Akari. It does to me. Hold on, let me... And I can't fucking save the picture. Open image in new tab. Uh... Actually, that kind of... That kind of looks like Takaru. The facial features kind of look like Takaru. Well, that would make sense for the driver. Like, just look at the nose. And then you have Onari as Rapunzel, where... 
This picture just has Onari in, like, the worst wigs ever. Yeah. And then, of course, one not wearing a wig and looks like a raccoon with an X on his forehead. Because that makes sense. And then we've got another picture. We've got two pictures of uh, Deep Spectre, who's actually able to ghost change in his Deep Spectre form. So it's not just Deep Spectre, it can be Deep uh, <laughs> Nobunaga and Deep Tutankhamen. Yep. Um, I also saw a picture... I don't know who posted it. I don't remember when. It was a picture of three Necrons. It was normal green, a red one, and a blue one. Strange. And I don't remember who I, I don't remember who posted it, and I don't remember if it had any other like text or anything like that to it. Interesting. But from for, if I remember correctly, it was essentially, um, you know, Takiru and Makoto becoming another version of uh, Necron. Necron. Interesting. And then we've got pictures of Common Rider Ghost Mugen Damashi. Mugen. 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 It's a hard. Mugen. It's a hard G. Mugen. Or Common yep. Rider Ghost Infinite. I actually showed you this. Well, you showed me the second one. The first one I found. Because there's two. There's Infinite and then there's Infinite Friendship. The, well, the one that's from the Ukiya Seed, I showed you that. Yeah, one. you showed me the Ukiya Seed one. And I had the Facebook one from J-Hero. And essentially, the J-Hero one is in a language that I can't... I'm not going to translate. And so, move over to Ukiya Seed, which actually has everything else we need. Oh, I didn't open this Facebook one. And with the... With the Mugen form, there's actually seven different uh, Gangan Saber forms, which sort of represent the seven different emotions, or the seven different friends that uh, he he needs to rebirth himself into Mugen. The only one I'm, like, positive about is the Ikari one, just because that's pretty easy to figure out. Yeah. The other ones I'm not sure about? Well, each one would represent an emotion of some capacity. Yeah. And it, it is the power of friendship that brings him back to life. That wakes him up. For, wake for, me up. For, for wake me up. Wake me up inside. <laughs> but yeah. Wake up. So we've got the Naginata mode, which is the joy stream. The Ikari slash, which is the anger slash. Isama shoot or the valiant shoot which is the gun mode and then the anger slash is the dual sword mode so the the um, Musashi form uh, the sadness break which is the sword mode the hammer mode which is the love bomber which kind of just sounds like a thing from Princess Peach 
Sounds like something you'd hear from, like, Precure or Sailor Moon. Yeah. Love Bomber! Oh, oh, wait. Also, uh, Amy Rose, the uh, Sonic the Hedgehog character. That's her hammer, is the Love Bomber, I believe. Oh, that's funny. And then we've got the Faith Impact, or the Rifle mode. Yep. And then his final attack is God Omega Drive Infinite. And he will get that in like a I week. Don't think, I don't think this week. I think next week. No, he's got to be dead first. He's got to die yeah, at the end of the he, episode. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna die this week, and then next week he'll get the. They'll essentially do what they did. I don't think you've seen it. They did during the first Hesse Rider movie team up, Tyson thing with Double and uh, Decade. Where minor spoilers. He dies, and then they essentially look at a picture, and everybody remembers him, and he comes back. Because Which that makes essentially sense. what's going to happen here. Yeah. So they're going to do the same here, except minus the picture. Well, we don't know. He might. They might be staring at a picture of Takaru. Going, Takaru, why? Could he even be? Could he? Could someone even take a picture of him? Well, like I mean, a, he's dead. Like a picture of him prior to his death. Oh, okay. To his first <laughs> death. Yeah, his first his first death. Yeah, he's had two deaths at this point, technically. Mm-hmm. So he's gonna die a third time. What is this supernatural? <laughs> uh, and you notice every time he dies, he comes back with a power up. Well, yeah. He came back with his dad's soul, and then... And now he's coming back with the Mugen one. With the infinite soul. With the the rainbow her the, the rainbow unicorn horn. <laughs> yeah, you know, that's basically it. So, then we're going to move on to the two episodes we've got, which, let's see. Alan continues to look like the sassy gay man he is. Uh, the uh, gun misers cannot be destroyed yet. Yeah, whenever they say can't be destroyed, they'll find a way. Mogan, Mogan. Oh yeah, it's too much power. We can't take it. And then instead of the fire gun miser coming down, two different slabs come down. One having the power to turn people to kids, and yeah. then they do the flesh. Sort of what they did in the Flash, where they just destroyed all the Ganma portals, except the other Gon Miser can reopen closed portals. All right, thank you. Um, it's dinner, and then Woo. Deep Specter is the one who could put the nail in the coffin. And then we have Gyro, who shows up with the Ultima Icon. But this time, it's like even a stronger Ultima icon. And I don't even know who this person is. I can't even remember. Igarishi? He shows up, and things are revealed. I don't remember what things were revealed. Oh, okay. that That's who he is. The scientist guy. One of the scientist yeah. guys. And then Takaru goes into a flashback. The adults are still kids. More flashbacks. And then I say, what is this, Arrow? (laughs) 
and then the kids are getting younger. It shows us the proto ghost driver. The word infinite was said like a million times. Yeah. Um, they all split up. Ultima fights again. Deep Spectre hulks out and wins because it's Deep Spectre. He just gets really mad. Angel wings and swings in and yeah. Takaru gets to talk to King Tut. Uh, Grateful and King Tut fix the problem somehow with Egyptian magic, I guess. And yeah. that's that. It was a two-parter that made no sense. Nope. But it was fun nonetheless. Still leaving me confused. Like, so King Tut has Egyptian magic powers? Okay. <laughs> Naturally. <laughs> Naturally. And, uh, yeah. So next week we'll begin, or this week we'll begin the infinite process to becoming infinite, infinite, infinite. 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 Infinity. Final hope. <laughs> God damn it. You know, when you get a chance to make fun of Wizard, you gotta make fun of it. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with you. Because it's Wizard. It's literally the black sheep of the group. Right now, yeah. It is the Wizard of the group. Literally. Alright. Amazons, then? Just to wrap yeah. everything up? So we've got two pictures, or two scans, or two thingies. And we've got a scan, and we've got news. Right. The scan is just a picture I randomly found where it shows the third Amazon rider belt purple thingy. Because um, what I just realized right now is that the the belt's eyes correspond to the eyes of the rider. Alpha's yeah. has green eyes, Omega's has red, and this one, whatever it's going to be called, Epsilon, Gamma, Gamma, Pi, I don't know. <laughs> Fee? Who knows? That'd be hilarious if he just like Amazon Pie. <laughs> and yeah, so this one has purple. It's a, like a gray with like a orange rustish color mixed in. It's a lot more animal. Yeah, it's, it looks more like when um, Haruka first transformed into his Amazon form without the yeah. belt. And with, like, influences from Omegas as well. Or Alphas. And then the news. That actually just broke, like, five hours ago. Um, so... This was posted eight hours ago, but... Well, oh yeah, I haven't refreshed it. No, it was posted at 118. Oh, wait. Is it 118 Deno's time or 118 my time? I'm guessing it's... I don't know. Oh, well. It was posted sometime within the last last 12 hours. Um, so, Kamen Rider Amazon's Season 1, as and along with a bunch of other Japanese programming, will be streaming internationally on Amazon Prime Service. So, you'll be able to stream the series legally outside of Japan. Yep. And it's been renewed for a season two. Which, that one so, came out of nowhere. So the other bigger question is, if this, again, is going to be licensed to put 
on a place Americans can get it, does that mean that subs can no longer be a thing? It depends on if they if the international streaming has the English subtitles along with it. Because if it doesn't, then it's still a more viable option for us unless we know Japanese. But if it does, then who knows? But the thing is it's the series hasn't wrapped up yet. We've only gotten to episode eight slash nine. Nine released this past weekend. Nine nine is subbed from Team Nihon, but not overtime yet. But we'll talk about that next week. Or not next week. Next yeah. time, yeah. Next time, yeah. And um so it there might be like a lull. Like how there's a lull in between when a TV season finale ends and for when it comes to Netflix. Yeah. So. Uh, question. Yeah. Do we know how many episodes this season's gonna have? I believe season one has thirteen episodes. Okay. Because I keep thinking it's this show is kind of working like an anime, <laughs> where like some seasons, like I know, like. Kaon, for instance, had like 13 episodes in the first season, but then the second season rolled around and it had 26. So, I feel like they might do that with Amazons, because like they, they test the waters and if it's good, they give them more. So, it's possible. Yeah. So, we'll see what season 2 has in store for us. We don't even know where season 1's heading. So I think I think it'd be great if they introduced uh, or reintroduced um, the first, the next characters. So like it all happens in the same world. Who knows? That'd be pretty cool. You could almost make it like an Earth Two type thing. Yeah. Then Decade pops up on nowhere and he's like, "Look, bitches, I can go between dimensions." <laughs> of course. But he's busy in Garo, isn't he? The actor is I I don't know if he's still in it. I know he I know he was in it. I don't know if he's still in it. He might be. I don't know. And then Masahiro in a way. Yeah. So will this mean that Common Rider will slowly trickle its way back into the US? Probably not. No. We'll see. It it would be interesting, especially if it had subtitles. If it does have subtitles, then there may be more of a chance that it shows yeah. up. But we'll see. Moving on to the episode recaps. Um, apparently, in between some of the episodes, uh, there was a an Amazon that got away. And so they're chasing down this old foe, and uh, Haruka constantly keeps failing to destroy it. And uh, there's an epic fight between Alpha and Omega that ends in Omega getting his butt kicked again. And um, the girl on the extermination squad who has like the knife and like the shin guards that have electricity and uh, the mole Amazon, they get trapped by who at first I thought was an Amazon, but turns out just to be a freaking psycho. Can I just point out something? Yeah. When I was watching the first episode, they introduced the murderer. I didn't. You couldn't see his eyes, 
But just from everything else I had seen, I'm like, that's Goro from Blade. And it- or not Blade. Yeah, bl- no, not Blade. Rookie. And I kept thinking, I'm like, it's it's got to be Goro. It's Goro. It's definitely Goro. But I wasn't, co- I wasn't like, I was like 99.9% sure. And then they had the scene where he took the glasses off, and I'm like, knew it. <laughs> then of course he played Goro and Rookie. He played uh, Mis- Mishima from Kabuto, who's a villain. He played the smoothie bar owner thing from Gaim. Oh yeah. And now he's this guy. Okay. All right. Okay. And I, I I I also don't like how they saved him. It's like you gotta have morals. I'm like, do you though? This guy's a freaking dick. Kill him. Yeah, like he doesn't really give a shit about your life. Why should I give a shit about his? Oh, it's a good thing about it's a thing about being a good guy. No, not really. <laughs> like so so me killing him would have been bad. But her killing him would have been fine. I, I don't agree with that. I would have cut his head off. Yeah. In an instant, just take the blades on the arm and shing! Pop goes the head. Yeah, so... The girl gets her ass completely kicked by him and almost dies. Um, and... Uh... There was some motorcycle that runs into someone. I don't remember when or where. I just wrote that down. And uh, Haruka almost kills him, but then Jin comes in and stops Haruka from doing it. And then we get the we get the view of the third Amazon belt. Yep. And that's that. I mean, there might have been some cheeseburgers involved somewhere. I don't know. Oh, there's al- there's always going to be burgers. Always. Involved. But yeah, speak, speaking of Memorial Day, we had turkey burgers for the first time. And how turkey was that? Turkey burgers are actually turkey burgers are good. We had them on uh, golden uh, hamburger buns, which I guess they're kind of like potato bread. Um, you put some barbecue sauce on there, and then you put the turkey burger on it. Oh, it's so good! Yeah. I'll take. Believe it or not, I would take a turkey burger over a hamburger any day. Turkey burgers are pretty good. They just have to be done right. Do I have a lot of background noise? Am I allowed to you? Yeah. There's some air. There's some noise. Oh, it's definitely just got to be the... Uh, AC? Yeah. That's just got to be the AC. Because I do kind of see a lot in my audio that I'm seeing in Audacity. Yeah. Which, again, I apologize for, but the alternative is sweating my ass off. And I feel like if you can't put up with the AC sound, then I don't know. But yeah, so that's the end of that. Um, unless something else broke. I doubt. But I'm going to check I anyways. Really, I haven't really been paying attention. I mean, we just go to main... Let's go to our friends over at the Toku Nation. No, the latest thing they have is the Amazon's US streaming. Essentially what we just talked about. Unless you want to talk about the Le- Legacy Dragonzord Gold Edition... Not really. No. 
Again, I don't really care about toys. The only people I diss for liking toys are the type of people that say, Oh my god, I can't believe what they're doing with this, blah blah blah, I'm still buying it anyway. No, because now you're just contradicting yourself, and that's a whole other set of problems. But how about the comics? <laughs> how, what do you, what's your opinion about Civil War? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the Power Ranger comics. Oh, I really don't have an opinion on that. I'm joking, obviously. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I don't have an opinion on the comics. I'm not going to say they're good. I'm not going to say they're bad. I haven't read any of them. Yeah. But I think that's it. So. We're good? I believe so. I believe I can fly. I've got food to eat. I like how you had cake. Now you're going to eat dinner. <laughs> I do things in reverse. <laughs> Apparently. Because I don't give a fuck. Okay. Um. So yeah, we're gonna end it there. We have nothing else to talk about. Nothing broke. Blah blah blah. Um, I'm still Foo Mix a lot on Twitter. Sean, I believe you're still Snarky Sean, correct? Last I checked. Yep. Unless you were hacked. I haven't um, been, so we're good. <laughs> um, we're geektokupod.blogspot.com on iTunes, Geekly Podcast, Geektokupod on Twitter. I don't really mention the Toku Nation thread or Facebook because, again, I haven't updated those in a long time and I really don't know if anybody pays attention to those. Nightmare did on the Toku Nation one. Yeah, but I think me getting lax when not posting anything, she might have given up. Yeah. <laughs> so I blame myself for that one. It's all your Unless fault, you're still listening. If you're still, if you're still listening, you know, comment on Twitter or something. Say hi. Yeah, there you go. Um, so yeah, we're going to end it there. We're going to come back in two weeks with pretty much not really any geeky news. Well, we'll be, because we'll be back in like two weeks-ish, depending on yeah. factors. Because there's no... There's no shows anymore for geek side. They're trying to kill the series. They're trying to kill everything. No. No, they're not. That's just the summer hiatus. Yep, so it's just going to be a lot of news. So if there's not a lot of news, Geek Sides might not be that long. You know, well, the next time, we, minutes, the next time we talk, though, we might have uh, Voltron to talk about. Voltron. When does that come out? June 10th, I believe. June 10th? Either June 10th or June 16th. Well, today's the 31st. The 31st. The 10th is next Friday. So if it, if it does come out next Friday, then yeah, we might be able to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, oh, Voltron Force is available on Netflix. <laughs> well, yeah, they probably wanted people to try to watch some of that before the new one comes out. No, I don't want the 1983 series. Gah. <laughs> But meme. See Voltron, 2016. Let's see what do we got. Um. Uh, series release date confirmed. Uh, um, 
Really? June 10th, yeah. Thirteen. The first 13 episodes will be released on Netflix uh, June 10th. Hmm. So yeah, we might be talking about it. Yeah. Um, okay, well, hopefully you guys can look forward to that, because there might not be much to talk, much else to talk about. Um, so yeah, we'll see you in two weeks, and until then, take care. Bye-bye!